This is Louise Gartner with Spectrum Commodities taking a look at wheat for Thursday, March 9th. Well, we had a crop report yesterday and USDA left wheat numbers completely unchanged for the United States. They did make some adjustments to the world numbers, but we'll get up into that in a moment. In corn for the United States, they took exports down 75 million bushels to 1.85 billion. And so they raised ending stocks 75 million to 1.342 billion. Not a big surprise to the trade. We've been running way behind normal exports and well behind USDA's projections. So they did have to make uh, some notable adjustments there. In soybeans, interesting numbers there. They reduced the crush by 10 million bushels to 2.2 billion. They increased exports 25 million bushels to 2.015 billion. So that took ending stocks down 15 million to 210. So ending stocks for soybeans are getting relatively tight, but we are headed into a window where uh, Brazil will pretty much take over exports. They've, uh, they're cutting a record crop and they've already been dominating in, in the export market for the last few weeks. We're hearing reports uh, from Brazil that the elevators there are packed full and that some of them are, are cutting off uh, accepting any more soybeans at this point. They just don't have any place to put them. Uh, Brazil domestic basis is at a record low and that of course is explained by the elevators being full. So we've got a, a massive crop in Brazil and we have a horrible crop in Argentina. A lot of those beans will flow to Argentina uh, as Argentina normally crushes most of their beans and soy meal supplies have been very tight. So that's that's where a, a good chunk of those beans will go. But for the most part, the losses in Argentina are mounting and uh, production estimates for soybeans in Brazil are pretty much stable. So USDA uh, yesterday left Brazil production estimates at 153 million tons. That was pretty much in line with uh, their last month. Uh, overnight, Rosario, or excuse me, CONAB, which is the Brazilian government uh, reporting agency, they have their soybean production at 151.4. So that's down about 1.6 from where USDA is. Uh, Brazil is also projecting that corn production will be 124.7. That's down about 300,000 from USDA's estimate yesterday. For exports, uh, they had corn exports at 48 million tons. That's right in line with USDA. Soybean exports at 93. That is also in line with USDA. Uh, this morning, Rosario Grain Exchange out of Argentina put out some uh, crop estimates as well taking another hatchet to production estimates. They've got corn now at 35 million tons. That's five below where USDA just projected them. And soybean production at 27 million tons. That's six million below where USDA projected them. And that was down eight from last month. So, you know, Argentina has just been an absolute disaster for production ever since last fall. The wheat crop was short, corn and beans, uh, they waited as long as they could to get them in the ground, and yet the rains just have not come, other than a small stretch of time there over a month ago where they looked like, you know, the, the clouds were were going to hang around for a while, and it, and it just didn't. So it's been hot, it's been dry, the drought has been the worst in over 60 years. It's just a disaster in Argentina. At the end of the day, much of what Brazil's extra production is will offset Argentina, but it, it doesn't increase world supplies. And, and that's kind of when we look at this, like, all right, so 
yeah, Brazil has a massive crop, but you know it's offsetting much of the production in 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 Argentina and South American production is basically going to be pretty steady with where we were a year ago. When you combine that with Ukraine uh, struggles with you know getting their last crop harvested, which it's not completely harvested yet. Uh, production of winter wheat is going to be down significantly. Plantings are at least 30% lower than normal. And the prospect of getting corn in the ground in spring, you know, who knows? But we're expecting that Ukraine production will be down significantly. So this puts a lot of pressure on the United States, which is the other major corn exporter. You know, prospects look good here. It's The moisture is very good almost across the entire region where you'd grow corn. But you still have to get it in ground. We still have to get it to harvest. In the meantime, it looks like, you know, uh, Brazil is running out of their old crop corn stocks. So that window of opportunity for U.S. exports of corn is right in front of us. And we are starting to see export uh, sales pick up here. So I think that corn prices have, uh, should have found a low with that washout that we had last week and since then we've been pacing sideways. It may make another attempt to try to test that low but I, I think that given kind of where we are and especially with the situation in Argentina that it's going to be difficult to continue pressing corn to the downside when we're looking at demand increasing for U.S. corn and world uh, world supplies remaining relatively tight. Soybeans, you would think that they would be buckling considering the the amount of cash pressure that we're, we're seeing in Brazil, but that's simply not the case. Soy meal has supported that market and uh, you know soybeans seem to want to hang right in there and that would offer some support to corn. As we head into the planting season here in the United States, it's probably going to be a bit of a an acreage battle going on for corn and beans. You know, both of those insurance guarantees are covering production costs for both of those crops. So it's a matter of your your price ratios and any flex acres that might still be lingering. Uh, producers would be making those decisions here very soon as they uh, come heading into the planting season. Now getting back to wheat, uh, we've had a, quite a washout there too. It's gone further than I thought it would, especially time-wise. Usually we've kind of wrapped up the downside pressure by the end of February, but the market has had some efforts to kind of stabilize and, and maybe try to get a rally, and it just has not worked. Uh, and again, we saw the market under more pressure yesterday, uh, this time led by Minneapolis. Ironically, it's it's been the quiet market, but over the last few days, it's had the most pressure kind of catching up with the winter wheat crop chart formations, it seems. But for wheat, if corn has carved out a bottom, there's a pretty good chance wheat will have also. We are headed into our growing season as the crop starts breaking dormancy. And there's it, it, that dry pocket of the western plains, central and southern plains, has remained dry all winter long. Now, that said, the 6-10 to 10 day forecast and the 8-14 to 14 day forecast call for above normal precip into that region. It's coming from the west southwest. So it appears those monsoons are starting to pick up a little bit early perhaps but still we are getting some moisture. Uh, it's coming in storms of course in California but that is expected to stretch across the southwest and make its way into western Texas, Oklahoma, Kansas. So we'll see if that materializes. It's been there for a few days now. 
so they haven't removed it. So there is some promising outlook there. Um, but if it doesn't come, you know, now you're headed into the growing season, particularly in Kansas, in a dry situation. So it's, it's very important that these rains come because it's critical in the western plains. And you're going to start to see a great deal of abandonment if, uh, you know, we're, we're already kind of seeing it in Texas. That's just going to make its way north if those rains don't materialize. So from a, a cash perspective, we've got um, Russian prices dropping below $300 a ton for the first time in one and a half years. So they are making no bones about needing to move a lot of wheat. The weather has for the most part been accommodating for them all winter. It's been some cold and some wind, but they've been moving wheat aggressively and at record pace month to month uh, all winter. And that looks like they will expand that. They've had some decent moisture here recently, so it, it would appear that winter wheat it, it's still a few weeks before they break dormancy over there in the Black Sea, but it, they should at least have enough moisture to get them started for the growing season. It's just a question of what Ukraine can produce considering the drop in plantings and the stress, of course, uh, of the war. Yeah, we got some demand coming up from Saudi Arabia. They're tendering for 480,000 tons. Uh, they've been buying Black Sea, or excuse me, U Russian wheat. There's no reason to think that they wouldn't still continue to do that. They do like a higher quality wheat, but Russia's been able to, to make gains in that market space. This morning, export sales for wheat, 338,000 tons, kind of a disappointing number, but it was within the range of estimates from 150 to 500,000. For corn, 1.5 million. So getting back to demand starting to perk up for U.S. corn, clearly showing up here in the export sales reports over these last couple weeks. And it was above the high end of the range of estimates from 600,000 to 1.4 million. In soybeans, getting more evidence of a demand shift going on, old crop sales were actually a minus 23,000, so we had a lot of cancellations. New crop was a plus 172,000 for a net of 149. That was below the low end of the range of estimates from 200,000 to 1.0 million. So, uh, you know, soybeans uh, faltering fast in the export department. So unknown canceled 308,000 tons, and it wasn't all China. That was part of it, but there were other cancellations as well. Pakistan canceled 132,000. Uh, so some of that shifted over into the, the, the new sales reports. China bought 241,000 and some of that was uh, shifted over from the unknown cancellation. So basically the bottom line is soybeans are seeing a, a huge drop in export sales and that's understandable. You got Brazil coming on and, and aggressively putting out some offers there. For wheat and corn, uh, again, I think if corn has found a bottom here, which I think it's it's in the process of doing, then that would be supportive for wheat, at least to some degree. But wheat is going to trade on its own here for the next month at least as we work our way into the early part of the growing season, depending on what the rainfall patterns are. Um, if those good rains do come, that's certainly going to be a weight on the wheat market. If they don't, I think it really propels us uh, for a, a pretty good correction to the upside. If you have any questions, feel free to call at 1-800-888-9843. This has been Louise Gartner with Spectrum Commodities.